Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And Brett. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're on episode 13 today. Yeah, we got a bit of a special episode. Yeah. Uh, we're not on the ice. The uh, weather's been pretty warm. Well, yesterday was 50 degrees, but it's kind of a special teetering point today, yesterday and today is. Um, yep. The next, the 10-day forecast has no temperatures above 30 degrees yep. or 32. We'll be making ice in central Iowa for a change. Finally. Well, luckily, with all the snow we got, we didn't have any ice. Yeah. That would be a little bit different story, but right now it's it's pretty cold out. Yeah, so I think it was 19 when I woke up, which that, that surely locked some stuff up overnight, although yep. it was pretty windy. I don't know. I haven't been outside the house other than blowing snow. Yep. A little snow on top. That won't hurt too much now that we're getting into it and it's going to get cold. So yep. pretty excited to, to get out and get some more episodes out on the ice coming up this season. But um, today we want to talk about one of our other favorite things related to ice fishing, which would be eating the fish that you catch. Yep. Yep. Some of the recipes that uh, we've collected through the years, and especially Brett, he's uh, blowing me out of the water with his Well, you can only fry fish so many skills. times. I mean, fried fish is still probably the number one way I eat fish, but uh, you got to change it up sometimes. The variety is impressive. You guys will really enjoy it. So Yeah. Um, but wanted to talk through kind of the, the season so far uh, here in central Iowa. I know a lot of people have been out on the ice all over uh, the ice belt, and we have not been able to get out. Nearly yeah. as much. Well, lately. I know. I mean, we've had some people chime in that there's been some problems across the country also. Yeah. Uh, we're not alone. Yep. Um, just not as expected, I guess. Normal winters, we can get out a lot more, and it seems like you can go out every night after work I don't if know. you want. You look back at last year, I think we're real sim- real similar boat right yeah. now. Yeah, froze we're, right away and then opened up. And opened up, and then it got sub-zero deep cold, and that's kind of what we're shaping up to be Yep. now. Yeah, that'll be really cool um, to be able to get out a lot more. Yeah, actually just, start targeting some crappies and yes, some cats. And not being afraid of uh, of going through and spudding your way around everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. So now that once things get frozen up, you'll be geared up to uh, do something with all these fish you catch after yeah. listening to this episode. Yeah, and I mean, we're not real, like, huge. We're, we're pretty good, I would say, catch and release fishermen, but we'll oh, yeah. take some fish on occasion. Yeah, too. I'd say... I'm probably 20, 25%. I'd say once out of every five, four or five trips, I'll keep yep. 10 bluegills, three or four catfish, um, something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Yep. Just something to mix it up during the winter and get some different variety yep. for your food. I like to keep a couple, at least one or two bags of fish in the freezer, yep. um, but I prefer it fresh yep. before I freeze it, but yep, is what it is. Absolutely. So yeah, we got a good show planned for you guys. Hopefully uh, you'll get to uh, chime in with us maybe on Facebook or Instagram with some of your recipes too. We'd love to hear about them. Yeah, um, we're always willing to try something new. Yep, pretty pretty cool. So that'll be coming up next on The Short Rod Show. Hey Ben, so I've got this buddy that's trying to start a small business, but he's having a real tough time with his digital footprint and just trying to figure all that out. Do you know anybody that could help him out? Well, I think I do. I know uh, a couple cool guys at this company called Evergrow Marketing. And they really specialize in helping landscape and lawn care companies maximize their digital footprint and basically bring customers to them, help them get found on the internet. Really? I mean, they'll work with any business. Um, They're really looking to expand. And if you tell them that Ben and Brett sent you from the the Short Rod Show, you can get 10% off your first order. Really cool. If you're interested in the Evergrow Marketing team and what they have to offer, check them out on evergrowmarketing.com. And tell them Ben and Brett from the Short Rod Show sent you. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. 
What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that, posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We're here on the Short Rod Show. Thanks for uh, listening through the break. And we're going to talk a little bit about some fish recipes, preparing fish, uh, best ways to cook fish. Um, And wanted to start off talking a little bit about cooking fish on the ice. So this is something that uh, we've done, uh, I would say, within the past three, four years. Started getting into it a little bit more. Um, And actually, I put together a kit that stays in my shelter with me. I was going to say, Ben's the master at it. I'm more of a grab a couple of protein yep. bars and head out the door where Ben's yep. prepped. He's got supplies and he's got food. The king of snacks. Got everything yeah. we need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a, a small uh, clear plastic tote that, I mean, it's real cheap. I basically yeah. um, sized out the size of my pan that I wanted to use, a frying pan. So I think it's like a nine, nine or nine inch frying pan. Um, just a cheap one. And figured out the minimum size I could fit yep. all that, you know, all my supplies in to keep it out on the ice with me. So, uh, have a small frying pan, uh, keep my canola oil in the original bottle works out good. Then you can, you never have to really restock it. Yep. Um, and then also have the burner setup, which was really cool. I actually found at Walmart and it runs on a one pound propane cylinder and it all, uh, unscrews. So you have a base that's a plastic base that you can set up on the ice, you set your can on top of that, your propane tank, and then you thread on your your stove setup. Yep. And it's a real, like, basic camp stove. And it all folds down. I mean, you're already taking that propane cylinder out with you, mm-hmm. and that burner and the base fold down to, I don't know, the thickness of, what, two yep. slices of Texas toast? Yep. Something like that. It's, it's made for basically backpacking or camping. Yeah, so super light. It works really well. Super compact. Um, you got to make sure you have a lighter with you. You light it up. Yeah. And away you go. And oh, that it, thing gets hot. It rips. I mean, what was that two weeks ago we were out and we had a can of soup boiling in five minutes? Yep. Easy. Um, it gets hot. And uh, the only thing with that, if it's really windy outside, you want to be in inside blocked from the wind a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you're turning down your your, your gas flow because it's not meant to be windproof or by any means. So it's no. not a fancy, like, I know they make camp stoves that are made for, like, backpacking guys out in the wilderness. Yeah. But then you got to take a special can, special fuel cell with you. You got to take everything with you. Yep. Where, uh, yeah, I'd prefer on non-windy days, I'd always prefer if possible to cook outside the Mm -hmm. hut. Um, That way your stuff doesn't end up smelling like whatever food you're cooking. If you tip it over, you don't burn your everything down. Yep. Um, But yeah, there's some days that you just have to. Yep. And that's worked out really well. So I keep my fish batter in there, uh, keep a lot of paper towels. Yep. A lot of paper towels, a lot of uh, paper plates. Plastic silverware and also real silverware because when you're flipping (laughs) fish over in the pan, we tried that the first time with plastic, uh, you end up with some melted melted fork tines. Doesn't taste the best. (laughs) Um, That doesn't hold up in hot oil. So, Um, And then also Ziploc bags. So you want big zip, you know, like the gallon size ones, throw your fish fillets in, rinse them out uh, before you batter them. Um, and then throw the batter in the in another bag and, and toss them around. And that some grocery well. sacks for trash. 
Yeah, we always seem to forget that sometimes. Well, I that's mean, because you're throwing it away. Have, but and that's because after you use it, every time you throw it away, you forget to restock it. Yeah. So, but we usually have an extra grocery bag. That's too. helpful. The waterproofing for the augers, that grocery sack can sometimes double as the trash. Yep. Yep. You <laughs> never know. You get caught out there with your drill, getting wet. You don't want that. So. Uh, that's kind of what's in my kit, and it's worked out really well. It's, it's just basic stuff. Oh, and it's small. I mean, your your box is probably, what, eight and a half by 12? Yep. Something like that. Yep. Uh, maybe six inches tall, four, five yep. inches tall. The only other thing I used to keep in it uh, was like a bamboo cutting board, and yeah. I don't know where that went. Yeah, but uh, I feel like you don't have to have that. I mean, just flipping over that bucket worked out all right. Yep. Flying fish. and Yep. You want to you wanna take your carcasses off? Off the ice, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Um, that's yep. why That's why the trash is yep. uh, important. Yep, absolutely. Clean up after yourself. Definitely. And most ramps, you know, most most lakes have trash cans there. That's really handy. Yep. Just haul all your stuff off. Yep. Throw it away. And then let the oil cool in the pan. Yep. Pour that in the trash also. Yep. Don't send anything down the hole. Yep, exactly. It's tempting. No one will see you. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so then moving on from that, um, talking a little bit about how you prepare your fillets, Brett, what, yeah. what's, what's key when you, uh, go to prep them? Um, to me, obviously if you're out fishing, ice fishing, it's tough to get your fillets up to room temperature, but, uh, number two, the two number, the top two things you want to do, um, to, to get the best kind of crispness to your fish, uh, get that kind of a crust is room temperature fillets and have them being dry, mm-hmm. uh, pat them off dry. Uh, before you start doing, even if you're going to put them into a wet batter, whatever you're going to do, you want them to start off dry. Yeah, I'd say especially putting in a wet batter because that yep. stuff doesn't stick. It to won't stick if it's wet, wet fish. Yeah, it won't stick as well. That's yep. if you're having problems with it not sticking, you've done one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, you either didn't warm them up and don't throw them in a microwave. Uh, usually you can get them at least warmed up, uh, just throwing them in some warm water, 20, 30 minutes that are warmed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, not hot water, but room temperature water. Yep. Um, fish. Yeah, fish defrost pretty quick, and then pat them off dry, let them sit for a minute, pat them off again. Yep. You just want to get all that water out of there as much as you can, um, because then all, if you leave water in there, all you end up doing is just steaming the fish instead of, I don't know, whatever, however cooking method you're doing. You're not, however, however frying works. Yeah, you're not doing <laughs> those things. Um, and the front, yeah, you don't get the crispness that you want. Yeah, and you don't want your fish, you know, half frozen on the inside and cooked yep. on the outside. Yep, they'll cook through a little better. Fish nugget. Um, you know, it's not that big of as big of a deal on your thin bluegill or crappie fillets, but as you start mm-hmm. getting into thicker fish, larger walleyes, catfish, mm-hmm. um, pike, uh, you definitely want that temperature yep. cooked all the way through. Yep. And then talk a little bit, um, how do you like your fish? Is it a, a dry batter style or the wet batter style? Because that um, seems to be a little different. When I was younger, we did a lot of the wet batter. We just, you know, had a hard on for beer batter, you know, beer batter this, beer yep. batter everything. And now it's all dry. I prefer okay. dry batter over yep. everything. So if I'm drying off my fillets, then I want to use a dry batter. Usually there's still a little, there's t- there's enough tackiness left on those fillets yep. um, that the dry batter will still stick to it. And if you have to, yeah slap a quick little coat of water or damp a, a paper towel and damp them a little okay. bit or something but yep. uh just to get them to stick a little better but usually i don't have any problem so with when sticking. you were younger doing wet batter what kind were you using beer batter so you're you're whipping that up with some shore lunch or bush light shore lunch that's it that's your wet batter yeah that was okay. a wet batter All right. uh and it just ended up being a lot of batter on the fish and then all you ended up eating was yeah. the batter part and yep when you're, when you're just eating the fried fish, you're not doing anything else to it. 
when you're just frying it, putting some Lowry's on it or dipping it in ranch or whatever you like to do. That's just too much batter. That's yep. why I went and preferred the dry batter when I'm just eating fried fish, if I'm not preparing it any other way. Yeah, and for me, like, if you want that kind of style of fish, go to Long John Silver's. They're yeah. good for that. Yeah, that's a hush puppy. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of batter on there, yep. and that's the kind of style where it's kind of, it almost just masks the the fish underneath. Yep. Some people like that, but, you know, yep. really for the fish that we catch. And if it's a bigger it's piece, good. sometimes you want that crunch. Some folks like mm-hmm. that crunch. Um, I'm not all that. I don't have to have that when I'm just eating fried fish. But, uh, yeah, what's kind of your experience? Uh, so mine's mine's always been the dry side. Yeah. So it's never done really wet batter much. Um, it's always just been um, shore lunch and chuck wagon. And chuck you, wagon. You can get them at high V's. Oh, yeah. I know they have both. And you're talking original shore lunch. And, I, yeah, I've always done original until I hooked up with you and got set on the Cajun style. Yeah. Um, a little bit of spice on fish is where it's at. That's good. That's good. Um, so what I've done in my grandma's recipe is the half Cajun, or not the half Cajun, the half shore lunch and the half chuck wagon. Yeah. And one style is kind of the the, the shore lunch would be your cornmeal kind of based. Yeah, that's what my next question was going to be. What was that yep. chuck wagon base? Chuck wagon is straight fish batter style. Flour. Flour. Okay. But when you do it dry, it's a really good cross between the two. It's still really light. But you get the crunch. You get the, the crunchy part from the yeah the short yeah. lunch style. So um, another another thing with that would be uh, I'm used to putting fish in Seven Up before you throw them in there. Really, and mar- a little marinate. So does that make it a little sweeter? Do, can you do you think you get much from I that Seven Up, or is it just to um, clean them out? Both. I mean, yeah. I think uh, you know, like some of the the stronger kind of fish, like maybe a catfish or. That's really the only one I don't even notice really anymore. We we no. need to try it with some yellow bass. Yeah, That'd yeah, be good yeah. For that. We got a half a freezer full of yellow bass. Yeah, we need start to so, clean out. Yeah, thawing those out in some Seven Up or something. But um, yeah, either that or milk. Yeah, I mean, see, I've always done milk, milk all the time, and I've only really done that for catfish. And that goal is to kind of yeah clean them out a little uh-huh. bit. Um, I don't really worry about it if I'm catching them in the winter. It's kind of a river river cat. You know, if I caught it in the middle of the summer and yep, want to clean it out a little bit, it's always been the so Soak that, them in milk. that's just a little tip. Maybe you guys haven't heard of that before, but try it out. Yeah. Experiment with a little bit. I don't yeah, know. I feel Sprite, like you get a little sweetness out of can't it. Can't use Sprite. I feel like apparently I don't know why we've just always well, done Seven that's Up because you get the lime, <laughs> the lime part or the lemon part in there. Exactly. So yeah, Seven Up or milk. So that works pretty well. Hmm. Um, and then as we move on to how we actually prepare them, most of the time, like you said, we're frying them. Yep. We're throwing them in a pan or a deep fryer. You know, yep. like a fry daddy or. Or something like that. I prefer frying outside. I don't really like that inside. Oh, yeah. So I've got an an external fryer I hook up to the pan, or I hook up to a propane tank, and I don't don't care what the temperature is outside. I'm always going to be frying that outside. That's a tailgate style fryer. I don't ever fry inside. Yep. Um, So what kind of oil are you thinking, Ben? So the only thing, going back to that, you're using a ton of oil then, right? I mean, you're using like a a pan. Oh, you just throw a pan on there. Yeah, I use a pan. Just using that for a heat source? Yeah, I just use that as the heat, as a burner. Makes all. You're not using the big uh, stock pot. I use it sometimes if I got a lot of fish to go through. Yeah, Yeah. or if I'm going to fry multiple things, if I'm frying fish and fries and you know mozzarella sticks or something. Well, that's the best best thing to do. Start off testing your oil with a little potato. Yep. Action. Throw on some fish. Throw the fish in. Throw some potatoes in afterwards. Yeah. Usually I'll do the mozzarella sticks first if I'm going to do mozzarella sticks because I feel like that cheese or something soaks up a little bit of the fishy flavor. Um, so I try to get out of that. But the the potatoes don't seem to do that. 
Yeah, they they say that it does. I don't know. It seems to. I can really tell. I don't. I've never really noticed the fishy flavor in the potatoes, but I have noticed it in mozzarella sticks from frying that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Everything tastes better with the fishy flavor. Yeah, but no, I've got some cast iron that I use uh, as a pan. Okay. Pan fry cool. or yeah, deep fry whatever. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, for for oils, I'm doing canola. Canola Straight all the canola way. Oil. Yep. Cheap sucker, aren't you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's a little more expensive maybe than vegetable oil, but. Yeah, to me, there's there's not a lot of difference between the vegetable oil and the canola oil. I yeah. mean, vegetable oil is primarily soybean oil. Uh, canola oil is obviously canola. Um, then there's also, you know, you get fry oil, which are blends yes. of one of those previous two, and then also peanut oil. Yes. And then the Mac Daddy is peanut oil. Yeah, and that's expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all can Yeah, be. last time, uh, was it two years ago, I, tried, I fried a turkey, and I bought peanut oil. And that five gallon of peanut oil cost more than the whole damn thanksgiving dinner did yeah oh my gosh yep uh when i think of peanut oil i think of what chick-fil-a fries their chicken in yeah you should because chick-fil-a is bomb yes yeah so anyway that i mean i think it does make a little bit of a difference but really i don't know no i mean fried's fried but it's different smoke points and you can get peanut oil a little hotter than you can canola oil and then you get a little quicker crisp um but you then you're really getting into the weeds do you um, see one kind of oil that you can reuse more? Do you ever do that? Where oh, yeah, you, I reuse a lot of it. You filter it out and reuse it again? Yep, it's more time frame. Um, I mean, if I've, I, I'm have i more than happy to reuse oil if I can use it on a weekly basis. Like if I fried one Monday and I can use it again next Tuesday and next Thursday mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. But if, if I start to get a longer time span, like if I fried one day and then I don't do it again for like a month or two, then I'm usually throwing it out and going new. Yep. Yeah. Yep, throw it in the old waste oil container at O'Reilly's. <laughs> Is that what you do? I've never done I that. Know. I usually just throw it in the trash. Yeah, you probably could. <laughs> get get with those uh, biodiesel guys and have them run it in there. Yeah, they'll, they'll pop it in there. Filter it out a little bit. Yeah, clean out some of those chunks. Yep. Well, they clean her out pretty well. Yeah. A little extra fish chunks in there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But yeah, I think that's about as all oil stuff I got to say about that. Yeah, and, and like I said, canola, veggie, you can't go wrong with any of them. No, they're all pretty well the yep. same. Yep, absolutely. Um, what do you uh, season with your season your fish with after it's done? Because this is new to me. After done, um, I mean, I don't always do it, but I do like to sprinkle some Lowry seasoning salt on there. Uh, it gives it a little bit more, you know, savory flavor yep. with the salt. Um, I like it. I don't always do it, but sometimes yep. I will. It works out pretty good. I know, like uh, Cavenders too. Yeah, yeah, That's same deal. Stuff. Yeah, Cavenders or Lowry. Throw that on all kinds of stuff. I normally don't. I just, yep. Pop it in there and fry it. I got to have tartar sauce, though. Well, sometimes you have to have a little variety in your life here, Ben. I know. I just do things the same old way. I know it's going to be good. Seven up, chuck yep. wagon. Chore lunch. Chore lunch. Mixed up. That's all you eat. 400. That's what's grown Ben over the years. Two minutes aside down the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, so so some salt, Lowry's, you know, just experiment a little bit. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, I've always good been... To try. In the kitchen, I've always been more of an experimenter. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, I've, I don't know if I got it from my mom or where. Oh, definitely didn't. My mom wasn't. I mean, bless her heart. She liked to try, but yep. she wasn't exactly a master chef. But uh, I just, yeah, I, I'll just kind of see some things and I'll be like, oh, that looks good. We'll throw this in there and throw that in there. And yeah. Sometimes it turns out good. Sometimes. Sometimes you ruin it. And then yeah, you sometimes go you ruin it. But go fish some more. And I'm one of those people that'll be, eat about anything. Deal. So, I mean, even if I ruin it, I'll still probably eat it. Yep. Dolly, uh, the the wiener will wiener dog will eat it. Yep, she'll eat whatever you you don't want. Yeah, perfect. Um, and then let's talk about some recipes here. Yeah, so we're talking 
you know, everyone can do kind of the basic fillet your fish out, throw it in a pan, fry it. Yep. Yeah, it's good. You can eat it with And that's potatoes. probably what 60% of the fish are cooked as, and that's perfectly yep. fine. Fish and chips kind of style. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Fantastic. And that's really what I'll do 99% of the time anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's when Brett comes over and gets gets a little saucy in the kitchen. If I'm cooking large together. batches, it's still just the regular fried deal. But yep. if I'm cooking for just me and my wife or just myself or, you know, two, three, four people, yep. uh, then we'll get a little fancy. And we've had some massive fish fries up in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Where we just... Go at it. Yeah. And have batch so speaking after batch of that, after batch. The, I used to do this when I was younger, was cook whole fish. Mm-hmm. Um, when we'd go camping, uh, especially catfishing, we'd just cook the whole catfish. Um, we'd cut the head off, gut it, fill that cavity full of goodies, and cook it over the campfire. What kind of goodies are we talking? Uh, sometimes some stuffing, uh, cilantro, uh, thyme, uh, okay. lemon. Uh, just kind of your your simple yep, uh, herbs herbs that you put in put in there just to kind of give it a little flavor. Cool. Um, and then yeah, stitch that up with some uh, toothpicks. Throw it on the campfire. Let it sit till it, or wrap it in tin foil sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Throw some butter in there. Let it sit till you think it's done and yeah, pull it off. And skin peels right off and it's easy and delicious. So that's something I want to do more when we head up to Minnesota, mm-hmm. especially pike fishing because they're a bear cat to clean. What I'd rather do is just scale them, gut them, mm-hmm. cut the head off, stuff that with some goodies, either throw it on the grill, throw it over campfire, um, bake it, whatever, and then just peel that skin back and just eat it off the bone is what I'd like to do. And so you're picking or, picking around the bones? Yeah, but that's easy. Bit, yeah. um, if it's cooked right, picking yeah. picking around bones isn't that big of a deal. It's not like those bones are going to come off and the the meat comes off easy enough. Yep. you got it cooked all the way. With that, too, another uh, grandma's tip is to always have bread with your fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that uh, that's key. Especially filleted pike. Depends on uh, how good the fillet, the fillet person is yeah. on uh, getting all those bones out. But if you have some small bones that get through, uh, you know, maybe you're feeling your fillets out before you throw them in and you miss one. Yep. Um, yeah, it can get caught sideways down your throat. Yep. And uh, dinner roll, something, white bread, whatever. Um, that goes a long ways. And yeah. I actually had that happen when I was a kid. Oh, geez. And I've never had that. sideways in my throat. I've always like, caught it before. I, you know, I always chewed it good enough that I don't have that. Yeah. I always catch it before it goes down the hatch. Well, I thought I did too. And then my grandma was like, oh, just swallow it. It'll be fine. So I do. <laughs> I did. And then it got caught and I was like, oh, what the heck? Damn it, grandma. So then I had uh, a dinner roll there. Boom. Down the hatch. No problem. Gone. Just push it, it all right down. down. Yep. So, just scarred your esophagus genius. for life. Yep. Never the same. <laughs> yep. So that's a good little tip as well. Uh, talking bones in fish. Yeah. So or just yeah, do a good job playing and don't worry about it. Yep. But that happens. Um. So some recipes Brett brought to the table. You guys will be impressed with this. A uh, little spin on some standard stuff, and yeah. then yeah, definitely like... some some stuff that's a little farther out there for for those yeah. creative types. Yeah, and they're not difficult. They're easy. So zing them at me. You got the notes. So the fish tacos recipe. Fish tacos. So everybody's doing fish tacos anymore. I mean, yep. they're easy. By and large, most people, they're just frying their fish like you normally would, getting some taco ingredients, slapping them together, and eating them. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But a couple of keys that I like to make sure I do always is I've quit frying them. Is what I've, I've stopped. Okay. I, don't, I don't fry the taco fish. What I do is I, I'll bake them, and I'll make a little tinfoil boat, Put some butter in there, lemon, and then I add a pile of Louisiana, uh, what's that? Louisiana spice. I think it just says just says Louisiana on the side of the 
little oh, shaker. Yeah. It's generic Cajun kind uh, of. Yeah, it's pretty spice. spicy stuff, and I like I like to heat up that fish a little bit mm-hmm. with some spice, uh, especially for tacos. Um, so I throw that in a little tinfoil boat, bake that for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just throw things in, and I just... I'm one that opens the oven or turns the light on in the oven and just keeps checking it, and I don't really pay attention to the time. Yeah. I just think if it looks good, if it looks done, it's done, and yep. we'll keep running. Um, so I'll do that with the fish, and then I'll do uh, soft-shell tacos. What kind of tacos? Are you talking soft corn shell. or uh, flour? Flour or corn, whatever. I don't. I think I usually just grab the flour yeah, ones. Corn's way better. But yeah, uh, I've, I've done the corn ones also, but uh, I guess I've never really thought of... I've, I've never really noticed a lot of difference in... The cooking. So usually I want to, the last thing mm-hmm. is I want to cook those tortillas, warm them up, yes. get a little bit of crust on them, put a little butter in the, a little bit of butter just to get a little bit of crust on one side or oh, both wow. sides. Yeah. That sounds um, good. Warming them up is, is key. Number two key is I always use cabbage because you get a little crunch out of that cabbage. It's not like a particularly, mm-hmm. enjoy, I want the flavor of the cabbage, but I just want that crunch. And then I also make sure I use cilantro, which I love, I just love cilantro anyways. Yep. Um, squeeze a little lemon on there. And then also key number two that I didn't always used to do, but I do now is I make a little red sauce. Um, it, to me, that brings the whole, the whole taco together where I mix. Brett's red sauce. I mix sour cream and, uh, Frank's, uh, red hot. Yep. Um, I mean, it's a sour cream based sauce. So. That sounds awesome. I don't, I've never measured what the ratios are, but it's a sour cream based sauce and I pour, uh, Frank's red hot in there until it's the consistency that I want, which usually if I can mix it up and I pull it out and it's just dripping off the spoon, that's the, uh, that's the consistency mm. I'm looking for. Yep. It sounds good. What do you, do you put cheese on them too? Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just normal, whatever your normal favorite taco stuff is, that, uh, that, uh, cheese, lettuce, quesadilla cheese, yeah. whatever that is, man, that's whatever stuff on tacos. After that, it's, it's whatever, combine it all, um, smear a little bit. You can either drizzle your, uh, red sauce on there if you. If you want to go for presentation, otherwise I smear it onto one side of the taco shell and then fold it over and it kind of lo- works as a glue to hold the taco yes. shell together. Yep. Um, then chow down. Or awesome. also I like to put pico on it, That, but then I won't mess with the cilantro. Yep. I'll just put pico on it. Making me Maybe hungry. some corn. Uh, Yeah, I'll grill some, I'll, yeah, grill a little bit of corn. Or what I've done, if it's like dead of winter, is I've taken a can of corn, drained it, taken a little bit of it, put it in a pan. Slosh mm-hmm. it around just so you get a little bit of burnt on it. Mm-hmm. Just so you get that little grilled look. Sprinkle it on there. Nice. Bomb. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Brett's famous fish tacos. You have to try them. That's sometimes. the way to do it, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. I like that idea of not frying them, too, and just yeah, well, a little you bit just, different. Yeah. You I mean, like I said, flavor too. fried fish is still excellent, but you got to change it up sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the next one we have on our list would be uh, Brett's famous stir fry. Oh, yeah, the stir-fry. That, fish stir-fry. That's probably the simplest of the recipes that we'll talk about. Um, basically, I just buy the stir-fry pack at Hy-Vee, the frozen deal where it's got your little baby corns, your water chestnuts, uh, peppers, yep, uh, whatever. Um, either it's a steamer thing I throw in the microwave, steams it, or if I'm out fishing or something, I want to do it or wherever, you know, you just cook those. Usually, I want to make sure I cook the vegetable or I cook the fish first if I'm using the same pan. Um, cook the fish first. Um, again, not fried usually. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to get a cook on that fish, put some, you'll notice a trend that I like to heat up that fish with some spice. Um, I'm not into just bland. Yep. I like some heat on the fish. So I'll either put some Cajun, some sort of Cajun spice on there, or I'll put some chili powder or cayenne or 
something to heat that fish up a little bit, cook that in the pan, pull that off, set it off to the side, throw my veggies in there, um, get those all cooked up. And then I'll add sweet and sour sauce yep. into the pan. Again, I don't know what the measurements that I use. I just use to the consistency they have <laughs> that I want. Um, and then once that's all cooked, then I'll add the fish back into it, get that all back up to temp, and you're rocking and rolling. It's something about that sweet and spicy in that fish with mm-hmm. that with the sweet and sour sauce, and then the spicy fish. It's bomb. Oh yeah, that sounds great. And it's, it's that's the simplest recipe ever. Is you just grab one of those frozen packs. Throw them in there. Yep, good to go. And that that sounds like something too that you could you could make a little bit ahead of time if you're yep. mixing some stuff. Yep, and throw your fro- frozen fish chunks in there. And you're not always cooking with oil. Yep. that's the deal. Is that, I mean, I'm not real health conscious nut, but you know, I do like to have make sure I got some vegetables yep. on on the side and what I'm eating and yep. um and yeah, get some of that oil out of the out of the, just cooking fish all the time like that. Awesome. And then finally, uh, the other recipe would be a fish sandwich. The classic oh fish sandwich. Yes. I haven't done it in a while. So we need to do that. Because you want a fairly, so for all these recipes, uh, the kind of, the type of fish you want, um, for the tacos, you can get by with your pan fish a little easier where you got your bluegills, your crappies. Um, that's not as big of a deal, but when you get into stir fry stuff, those bluegills and crappies will tend to kind of fall apart on you. Mm-hmm. Um, where you, so you want a little bit more of a substantial fish, a little bit bigger walleye, uh, catfish, mm-hmm. pike, um, whatever that'll, that meat's big enough that, that that chunk will kind of hold together. Um, so I guess, yeah, I didn't say how I was chopping these up and stuff. So for the tacos, I might cut them in half. Yep. Um, pretty larger chunks. For the stir fry, I want kind of a uniform cube, um, something like that. And then for the for the fish sandwich, I want that whole filet. Well, if it's a bigger fish, as not necessarily the whole can, filet, yeah. but yep. sandwich size filet where I've got, I don't know, maybe an inch thick filet, maybe four by four. Something like that. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to double bread that sucker. So this is when you get back into the wet batter. This is a wet batter for sure. And this is what Classic you mentioned with the, sandwich, yep. where you're running the buttermilk, you're running your breadcrumbs, you're running flour. Yep. Um, mix that with egg. Yep. I don't have the recipe right in front of me here. Um, but mix that all up. Dredge your fish through that su- or put your fish through that sucker. Dredge it through some flour. Yep, the dry batter style, the chuck yep. wagon, and whatever you want. Yeah, something spicy, something to add some heat to it. Because yep. this particular fish recipe is, is a, it's a spicy sucker. Well, it's like a Nashville style, Nashville hot style fish hot sandwich. Fish. That's where I came across it. Oh yeah. Um, so you put it maybe a, a warmer dry batter, then you come back in, run it through that wet dry wet, uh, yep, batter again, and then you fry that sucker. So this is the one out of all of them that I want a fairly heavy get a good crust, crust on, on there, so you can get a nice crunch. Um, and this is a, this is a fish where the, the fixins really, this is a, a meal that where the fixins really bring it together. So a lot of times I like to put a, make a, like a coleslaw mm-hmm. put on it. Um, and you can use whatever coleslaw, go buy some pre-made or mm-hmm. whatever, but I like a little coleslaw on there. Um, and then also there's a, there's like a, if you want to put like a sauce or something on there, I've done it where you cook a little honey and a little bit of some sort of spicy Tabasco sauce, something like that. Oh, okay. Put some uh, uh, barbecue sauce on there or whatever. Yep. Um, but you want to kind of cook that. You don't want to caramelize those sugars, but you want to warm it up so it's kind of runny. Yep. And then you you coat your fried fish with that. How about wings and things? Yeah, wings and things, whatever you want. Perfect. I've done the buffalo style before, but I still like to warm that up. I yep. still like to warm up the sauce before I put it on. Well, there. I like wings and things because it's not super intense. It's got a good yeah. flavor to it, but it's definitely more on the mild end. 
Well, yeah, but that warming it up really brings that flavor back. Yeah. It really lights that flavor back up. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, coat that. Put some pickle on there. Uh, I like to use, you know, you could use regular hamburger buns, but bruschetta buns are The um, brioche buns. Brioche buns. That's what I meant. Yes. Brioche buns. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they put in those. Toast those, those on, toast those on either end. Or uh, King's Hawaiian buns are also excellent with it. Oh, yeah. Then you get by. If you have some smaller fillets, run those King's Hawaiian. That'll change your life. Uh, that's that's a kicked up kind of fish sandwich. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh not, yeah. I mean, it's not, not your, your basic white then, bread yeah, kind of thing. Do that. You can throw some mayo on there. What are your uh, thoughts on cheese on a fish sandwich? No, no, no. Neg- that's a negative on the oh, cheese. Yeah. yeah. You like cheese on? I it? like cheese. Definitely. So you, you just eat your fish sandwich. Up. I'd put cheese on anything. So you're eating so, the yeah. fish sandwich from McDonald's sort well, of deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Blah. Barf. Absolutely. <laughs> might go get some of those after this you never know well maybe if you ever get some of those yellow bass thought out maybe we'll get some fancy with well it. we can throw some cheese on those that'll be a good i'm not a you good can. example that'll be your contribution to the a cooking. little kobe jack or pepper jack on there straight cheddar yeah sharp cheddar sharp cheddar Extra Ugh. sharp oh gross stuff that sticks to the roof of your mouth Ugh, thick yep oh yeah <laughs> man that's good sounds good um talk a little bit too about some sides that you like to enjoy with your fish yeah what do you typically make uh i know like the classic french fries yeah you know tater tots or something too yeah i've always been often overlooked yeah those. sometimes that's more of a traditional thing i like a potato a lot of times um it kind of acts as your same deal with your bread mm-hmm. um, where it kind of cleans it up but it also depends on what dish i'm making if i'm just eating regular fried fish i've got the fryer hot i'm gonna throw some potatoes i'm gonna throw some things in yeah. the fry yep so that's gonna be a brown food meal yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna Straight be a brown food meal and fat yeah um otherwise i don't know corn just kind of I, I like to add a veggie in there something mm-hmm. to kind of clean it up kind of clean your palate a little bit um if i'm making tacos your typical kind of taco side some rice mm-hmm. uh, I, I like rice with a lot of things um yeah the stir fry usually that's just you're just eating it yep um that chicken sandwich or the fish sandwich which for all intents and purposes, kind of it's the sandwich. same thing as a chicken sandwich. You're just using fish instead of chicken. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've made that, so I don't know exactly what I what I make with that. Uh, maybe yeah, a potato, corn. Yeah. Uh, baked beans too. We've done a lot. Yeah, baked beans are it, all right. If you're out like camping, throw it on the fire, get a can of beans going. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Rocking and rolling. Sauce them up a little bit. Add your own extra. I like yep. doing that. Get, yep. Getting more of the plain style and adding whatever you want yeah. to it. And what really brought me into making sure that I got some vegetable into the into the mix is going on fishing trips. Uh-huh. And when all you're doing is eating fried food and you're eating bacon and yep. you're eating eggs and everything like that, yep. your gut is not doing it's well. screaming at you. You need some other stuff in there. Brett is the king of the apple. So, yeah. Tell him about always, the apple trick. I pack. I always pack. I, grow, I grab a whole bag of apples yep. before I go on any fishing trip if for any extended period of time, and I'm eating apples. Yep. If I'm not eating other food, I'm eating an apple. Yep. Um, and that keeps you keeps you healthy. Yep. Keeps you going. Keeps you having from, you know. Apple a day. Sticking your butt over the side of the boat or something like <laughs> Exactly. <that. laughs> and Brett's always got apples if, if you're on a trip. I yep. know where to find one. I'm not usually the one that's running for the wet wipes sort of deal. Yep. Uh, yep. Good apples, deal. Apples. Um, bring some veggies. That's what really turned me on to that stuff yep. is you just, I just, it'd take me a week, well, also some of the drinking probably, but uh, I mean, it'd take you a week after those fishing trips to recover, yep. get back to normal, where now, if I get a little fiber in my diet, get a few vitamins in me, 
You're good to go. You're rolling. Yeah, you don't slow down. Yep. You can just keep running. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Well, what else can you think of on the on the cooking side? On the cooking side, I'd tell you just to do some Googling, man. If you're yeah. tired of just frying fish all the time, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with frying fish. Yep. But uh, get on the old Google and look it up and see yep. what you can find. I like to find, I find a lot of things um, off the Meat Eater website. So if you guys haven't been in... Listen to that before. Um, it's a fellow by the name of Steven Ranella, and he's got a whole crew of people that work for him yep. and stuff now. But TV um, show. He's got a TV show on Netflix called The Meat Eater. Um, and they just crank out. They're, they're all about that relationship between your wildlife and hunting mm-hmm. and then bringing that food back to you and that relationship of eating it and yep. that whole cycle there. And I just really resonate with that stuff. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I like that. That just that whole relationship. Um, thinking, you know, it's not all about just going out and getting a limit of bluegills and just crushing these fish. It's more thinking about, hey, what's going on here? Why are these bluegills here? What are they eating? Why are they eating this? And then once you catch that bluegill, you bring it back, clean it, and then you want to do something with it. Um, yep. That's yeah. That's kind of just what's always resonated with me. And then yeah, I run. Their recipes are freaking. You got a ton of his stuff. Unbelievable. Too, yeah. Just, I'm yeah, all over that. Hooked up on their site and everything. I'm all it's over the, cool. the meat eater. And that's really what I kind of try to do on the, our podcast. So they have a podcast, Meat Eater Podcast. Yep. Shout out on, to them. They're doing God. well. If they yeah, <laughs> if they ever gave us a shout out, that'd be unbelievable. Because, I mean, yeah, they're running hundreds of thousands of folks through that thing. Yep. Um, but uh, just how they articulate what they're talking about and what they're doing is that's how I would love to get to this point. But it's not easy to do that. Yeah. And and we're just starting out, too. I mean, we're, we're doing really well as far as podcasts go, I think, for oh, yeah. our first yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple months into it, yeah. um, and and that's really a credit to all of you guys. All the feedback we've been getting, yeah, um, online and and just everyone being fans of the show and giving us shout outs yep. all over on Facebook. And it's been awesome. That's been pretty cool to see. So, um, it's it's a cool feeling having other people kind of toot your horn for you. Yeah, it is awesome. You Ben's know? texting me in the middle of the afternoon. Did you see what this guy did? Yeah. This guy so yeah, in? we we read all all the comments. We're 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 not. You know, discounting any anybody by any means. No. We're going through everything. Yeah. So hopefully cool. this will be our last kind of in-between podcast where yeah. uh, next episode will be in it. Yep. Really it. able to actually start fishing. Because prior to that, we were just kind of hitting spots that we could get on and yep. that were safe. And um, the bites just weren't really great because yep. you kind of were limited on what we could do. We'll have some tournaments coming up too. We're hopefully, from. Yeah, hopefully by next week we'll be on ice that we want to be yep. on and actually getting on bites that we want to get after. And uh, another thing we want to do this this winter, too, is just have some kind of short ride show meetup. So that that's going to be something in the works, um, probably out on Big Creek. We'll pick a pick a time and, and see if people can come out and just visit with us. Yeah. Have a little get-together. Maybe we'll throw some uh, fish on the fryer. And if nobody shows up, at least we'll have a good day of fishing. Yeah, we'll stop fun. <laughs> <laughs> so give us your feedback on um, what you guys want to want to hear uh, for topics, if there's something on your mind that you want to talk about, let us know. Um, you know, we're always up for trying different things and, oh, yeah. and learning as we go. So it's been pretty cool so far, and we got a lot more coming up on the Short Rod Show. Bow, bow, down, down.